Look at that. I mean, just look at that. We're back before you know it. I know y'all are just sitting on the edge of your seats waiting on the next episode to drop, kind of like you do with Joe Rogan. Got to say a big thank you to Joe. Joe, thank you for dropping the provider rub several times. Thank you for talking about the provider rubs, the provider brand. I know you're not doing it about me. You're doing it about that little fighter kid named Chad Mendez, which he's a stud. But thank you, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience for talking about the provider and building this up. Truly appreciate it. Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast is brought to you again by our friends, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Jack Daniels. Sour Mash Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Take Jack with you wherever you go. Do not carry an open container in a car. Make the right decisions, the right amount of consumption. Everything in moderation. This is the values of the Jack Daniels brand. And let me tell you, they are an amazing family. And we're so humbled and proud to be part of Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Tennessee, Sour Mash Whiskey. Today's podcast is an ongoing conversation with a dad, a husband, a fighter, a Team USA representative, an entrepreneur, a grinder, um, a friend, an uncle, a partier. And one thing this man is not is a good bartender. I'm just going to throw that out there right now because I went to his birthday party and it was the worst <laughs> drinks I've ever had. <laughs> I think you're a little too messed up that night to be mixing drinks. <laughs> well, Ch- Chad, you were an hour and a half late. By the time you Dude, got there, I was, uh, well, matter of fact, I think you were like two, that, you were two hours in. You could have hired a bartender. I, I probably should have. Yeah. I Dude, I've just never had like, uh, uh, Pineapple juice, bacon grease, and a little tiny bit of tequila. (laughs) John Kerry is back on the podcast with us, JCS Construction. And it is a honor to be able to have ongoing conversations because I think that it's impossible to tell somebody's story in two or three hours or just to, you know, create um, uh, uh, the ability to keep learning. And you might solve some problems. You might come up with some initiatives. You might open a couple doors. And last time we ended our part two of the podcast, we were talking about social media. Everybody's happy on it. Everybody's awesome on it. Everybody's somebody on it. But you had made a comment about back in the the days of the tribes, you had to earn respect. You had to earn your chance to talk. You had to kill the bear, kill the wolf, make your way up the regiment, up the levels to the top to where you got to either hold that conch shell and say something, or you got to, you know, stand and be the leader, be the chief, be the whatever it was. And now it's, if you have a keyboard, you can just tell the rock that he's a piece of, you know what you can tell Kevin Hart that his movies suck. You can tell somebody you don't know anything that you want. Whether or not they read it, who knows? But at the very end of the podcast, you said everybody tries to be woke on social media. Everybody's woke, man. They're all – nobody's honest, it almost seems like. Yeah, one, and that's absolutely true. And it creates a false validation for these people too. That's the the worst part. These clowns that have no validation in their life, that have really never done anything to create any validation in their life, uh, they're not successful, they're not smart, they haven't done anything really great, but they go on and they can say whatever they want. It makes them feel powerful. And all of a sudden they have validation for who they are. Their opinion matters. What they say matters. And, you know, they, they feel like they're really doing something, you know, they're, and you get these people that want to be activists, you know, so they're out 
posting these great memes and they're saying all these things on internet and they think that they're an activist. No, you're just a clown. Yeah. And clown. Um, the, it creates this false validation for those types of people. And the problem is, is they have whole groups of these clowns that all group together in a group and then they're all woke together. And then they're not this, you know, this enlightened group and they're just helping validate each other's opinions when reality is the whole lot of them have no place or no even reason to speak you know and it's it's sad that we've 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 kind of lost that structure in, in our society that we, we no longer have a chance to vet these clowns before they can say whatever they want and the the scary part is is if it will ever go back to the way it was i understand how evolving works you know mm -hmm. but that's almost like something that has to be stopped. It's almost like if there's a bully in the neighborhood, you want to unbully him. You want to unbully her. You want to get, you want to take him off of their high horse before it gets way out of hand. And how are we going to, how are people that think that they have validation or they've earned respect ever going to learn that that's not what's going on you can't go find them and knock them on their ass. They're not responsible for anything. There's no accountability. So how are values being taught if a 15 to 21, 25, 30-year-old person can go online and say whatever they want? How is that ever going to teach values without everybody being the best parents that they could be? You know what I'm saying? So like I'm sitting here going, you have young kids, you have a daughter that's getting ready to graduate medical school, you have another son that's in high school, you have responsibilities no matter how much you tell them not to believe what they see on there, no matter how much you tell them that that's all false, those people have never earned the right to say that, they're still influenced there. That's the problem is yeah. that people like Dominic or people that aren't parented the right way that, that are allowed to get on these platforms are learning the wrong way to be held accountable, to have validation, to earn credibility, to earn respect. And that's not... Yeah. I don't think it's stoppable. How do you stop that? Well, it's 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 not stoppable because there's always going to be enough clowns out there to make it run. And what we have to do as people uh, is the, the way that good is always um, transposed in our society or 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 perpetuated in our society is by doing good and each one of us just doing what we know to do and. That's educating our kids. That's making them be part of a system that's better. You know, my son. Um, I can't tell him, you know, I can sit there and tell him all day long about the evils of, of social media and how it's bad and blah, 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 and all these things. But the only way that he's really going to see it, Chad, is if I make, make him a part of a better system. And how I do that is by keeping him involved in things like hockey. He plays hockey. And you can talk all the smack you want, but when you get out there on the ice... If you don't, it's put up or shut up, you know, and if you're not putting the goals in and if you're not putting the time in, you're spending too much time on video games and not enough time on training, it's going to show up on game day and you're not going to be able to do what you're supposed to do out there on the ice. And that's what we need to make sure that we're doing is that we're keeping connected to reality. We're keeping connected to a real system. And then if I keep him connected to something real, where he sees real results, where he sees, um, you know, a, a real system that really works, then he, he'll understand on his own that social media is fake. You know, he'll, he'll figure that out on his own. Um, it's these kids that aren't connected. It's these kids that use that platform in a manipulative way. And these kids that that's all they know because their parents aren't connecting them to something deeper or something better. And even adults that know it's garbage, but they still connect to it because they can manipulate it. You know, I have buddies that, that use it to 
you know, to hook up with girls. And they, they, that's what it is. Big, big it's right. crazy to me. Like it's, it, one of my buddies was telling me as a young kid and he's like, he's like, John, it's, it's crazy to me. He's like, if I am on Facebook and I meet somebody on Facebook, I can hook up with them almost immediately. Really? And he said, it's almost like it validates me. He said, but I can't meet anybody in person. He's like, if I try and meet the same level of women in a bar or anywhere, they shut me down. They won't talk to me face-to-face, live communication. They won't talk to me. They won't give me the time of the day. But if I meet them on social media first, it's like it validates me, and I can be in their pants in two days. That's and crazy because I'm looking at it like it I'm, shouldn't the, it be the I'm, opposite? I'm the exact opposite to where I won't even fill out a profile on a dating site or what they say, slide into the DMs. You know, you, yeah. these, you hear these people say, oh, I slid into her DMs and got her attention. I'm like man, I like going up into a girl at a concert or I like meeting somebody through a friend organically. But it's almost like people, when I talk about that, people are like, you're nuts. Yeah. You're, I've seen it to where these dating sites where guys I know will be driving, you know, into a hunt or whatever. We'll be coming into a town that we're not from. They can literally go on there and it's like a, a radius and they're talking to girls in that general location, that area, Why we're getting to that area. Yeah. It works that quick. By the time they're, yeah, exactly. By but the time they're But when I take there, these guys out to connects. the Sizzler for a little salad bar and some steak, or I take them to the local watering hole, I've never seen one of them walk up to a girl and be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Show me the local flavor here. And like not being able to like be the, the, the way that our, our parents were, how we came up meeting yeah. people. You didn't yeah. have the ability to just go on there and go swipe right. Let's talk. It's our world is changing. But here's the question though. Here's a question. I do want to go into the word bully in a second, but what about the what about the ideology that you and I didn't see everybody that was out there for us? Now you got married young, but let's say that these do these dating sites open our our and broaden our horizons to what's out there, or are we supposed to end up with somebody that is just in our little circle of a nine to five job and maybe a dinner on a Friday night and a glass of wine at a local restaurant? How do we know that there's not a bigger spectrum out there that somebody right out there is for us? We might not just run into them in our general circle. Yeah. You I ever thought about that? No. I, yeah, I have. And I guess if I'm going on a, a deeper philosophical road, right, like your strength, your sphere of influence is created by who you are, right, which is directly related to who you should be with. Does that make sense? 100%. So, so if, if I'm just a little hole-in-the-wall hermit who just stays at home and can't meet anybody – then who should I meet? Should I meet a world traveler who is like a great person who does all these wonderful, elaborate things, but I just sit at home all day? Well, no. So do you, do you see what I'm kind of saying? Like birds of a feather flock together. And that's kind of the point, right? Is that as you're running in your circle, as you're creating your sphere of influence, as you're creating your world and your presence is being built, your aura is being built, your, your spirituality is being built, you're creating a force within your life. And that force recognizes another force in the universe that's compatible. And you create those opportunities. Say, I believe that in business, in life, and everything that you do, it's not just by, oh, I dumbly ran into the chance, you know, or I just or I just kind of like stumbled onto it. You know, people say that, you know, oh, luck, oh, you're lucky, you're lucky, you're lucky, you know. No, we create our own luck. And it's by the hard work. And the, What's the saying when hard work meets opportunity? Yeah, something like is that. that. Yeah, what luck is defined as. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and we create our own luck, and and that's truly what I believe. You know, that's why in our last podcast you were talking about you know finding the right girl or whatever, blah blah blah. And I said you got to create a space for her. 
you know, you got to create that space in your life. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, when you want to do something really great, you start thinking about it. You start preparing it. You start changing the way you walk. You start changing the way you talk. You start changing the way you're doing things because you're preparing for this thing that's coming. It's like a mother preparing for their child. You know, when they, there's that nesting period, you know, when they get like seven or eight months pregnant and they start wanting to paint the room and put the crib together. And that's a real thing, right? Um, but I think it's a good illustration of what I'm talking about. Like when you're trying to create something in your life, you got to start preparing for it. If you're going to give birth to something great in the universe, you, you got to prepare for it and you got to start doing that due diligence of, of, of preparing. And I think that's how we draw mates. That's how we draw business partners. That's how we draw people to us. And um, so, no, I, I don't think that these dating sites have really done anything for us, to be honest with you. Um, maybe one in a million cases where somebody got exposed to somebody that they wouldn't have normally met. Um, but I think it's done more harm than it's done good. You know, um, you, you, the, what you create in your life is what you're going to get. So then one of the things that I've touched on in, in, a, in a couple recent podcasts is the, I don't know how this is going to sound the way that I'm going to say this, but I've ran into a few people lately that have done what you're just describing several times, meaning you and Sherry have been married for 20 some plus years. 27. It's a lot. It's not very common anymore. Okay. That's like shit that would happen in my dad's generation. Right. Our generation, which they say is the last badass generation ever born, which is 1969 through 1979 or 80 or 1965 through 1979 X-Geners, right? Like they're, you know, that's a, that's kind of maybe the last generation that I would think has the mentality that you do. Like you're a part of it. You're proof of that. But what is your opinion on your ideology that you're talking about being spread out through several opportunities? And where I'm going with that means what if somebody's, what if you're creating this space you're talking about and you meet somebody that's been divorced three times and your first standoffish deal is like, whoa, something's up with her. Something's up with him. But what if we don't know the, the details of those opportunities that he or she were presented or experienced in those first three times? Is that wrong to shut your heart off to somebody that tells you that, that you know that about? Like, is there something wrong with them? That's not right. Is that normal? That's not normal. Why would you, why are you in and out of so many marriages? Like that's, I, I'm wondering how to combat that because I've been, I've been hearing experiences and talking to people that one person is in their thirties and divorced three times, 39 years old, divorced three times. So I'm wondering like, is that something that we close our hearts off to? Or is that person still like that opportunity can be there someday? And when it is, I want another chance at it. I don't know if my question makes sense, but it's all, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't know if it's fair to shut your heart off just based on that. Like, wow. Well, well, no, it, it, she's awesome. This is an unbelievable human being. She's a badass mom. She's a, she's awesome. Oh wait, you've been married three times. What? Like that can't, that's not going to be good for, for well, me, well, is it? That's, that's almost a ridiculous statement. What you were saying about um, shutting your heart off to him, because that would imply that your heart was already open to him, which mean, means that you would have had to make the conscious decision to open your heart up. So why would you open your heart up to somebody that you don't know? So I always go into every situation um, with no expectations. 
on myself or the person I'm around. And this is in a business transaction. This is in a, this is in a, a, a relationship transaction, a, a, a love interest, whatever. You go in with no expectations. Um, you don't, you're not trying to decide, oh, am I going to open my heart? Am I going to close my heart? Am I going to do this? Am I going to, you're, you're, you're at the, the first phase, you're just collecting information. You're just seeing how you mesh with that person. You're allowing enough space. And I think that's one of the things that we've also lost in these, la- in these recent years. Everything just happens so quickly. We're because not, of, yeah. We're not giving enough space in the relationship, the first part of a relationship where you're meeting somebody into finding out if we really are compatible, if our spirits mesh, like are we, are we talking at a high level? Are we understanding each other at a high level? Are we, are we getting along or, you know, everybody just wants to have fun. Well, that's great. But life, how much of life is just having fun? You know, there's a lot of other parts to life. Not enough. And, uh, you know, so you got to know if you're compatible with that person. And I think it's, it's more important to answer all those questions before you answer, well, am I going to open my heart or close my heart to this girl, whatever. If, if you're truly compatible with somebody and, ha- and they have a matched spirit with you and they're, they have all these things that mesh with you, well, then, of course, why would you close your heart to them just because they've been divorced? You know, I, that, that wouldn't make any that's sense That's not what to I me. said. I said divorce three times. Well, divorce three times, ten times, whatever. So, that's, so it doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter. I, I judge nobody by their past because – I, it just, you can't, you know, you, the, obviously there's some horrible things that somebody could have done that would disqualify them from certain things. But, you know, I try to leave people's past out of what's in front of them. You know, um, when I look at guys, even at work workers, you know, and and guys that are trying to rebuild their life or guys that are trying to do something great, you know, maybe they just haven't been given the opportunities. I try not to look at their past as much as I'm looking at what they're doing right now and who they are and who they're trying to become. And, a lot of times when you empower people and you give them space, they can become something really great. If you judge people based on their past and you just shut them down, you know, you're just, that's part of the problem. Sometimes people just need to be believed in. And again, no expectations, you know, what I give you what you deserve every day, according to, according to who you are and what you do and what you demand. Right. Um, So if you, if, if I have a lazy employee that, that doesn't want to do any work and kind of just doesn't want to show up on time, blah, 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 I'm not going to give them more opportunity. But if I have a kid that's just in there showing up every day on time, showing up early, working his ass off, really going above and beyond to make everything work, I, I'm not going to go up to him and ask him, well, hey, what was your GPA in high school? I don't give a shit what his GPA was in high school. I'm just going to see what he's doing right now. And I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to throw this kid a little more opportunity and then I'm going to see what he does with it. And if he handles that good, then I'm going to give him a little more and a little more. And I'm just going to keep building and building and building. And you got to remember that when you're building relationships in life or whatever you're building, it's like building a house. It's, it's layer upon layer. You know, you got to build the footings before you put the stem walls up. You got to, you got to put the floor on before you can start standing up the walls. And it has to be layer upon layer, you know, precept upon precept. And I think that in life, we get so excited about someone that we're physically attracted to or someone that, oh, they could be for me. So we just skip all the steps and we don't do all the building and the things that we should do. And we just go right straight to having sex and having fun and, and, uh, just, you know, trying to have a great relationship with that person. And we didn't do all the things that we should do. And, you know, what's, so then the house falls down. So then the house falls down. Exactly. Because we didn't take the time to put the foundation in. We didn't take time to do all that. And look, if you're just looking for a fling, then who gives a shit? Have a fling. But if you're looking to build something that's going to last, you have to create the space for it. You have to prepare the ground. And then you have to build step by step, 
layer upon layer, and don't skip any steps, man. Make sure that you're doing all those things. Okay, so what what about what about the other side of the spectrum, John, about the person that has been divorced four times, five times, ten times, as you say? Is it is it a quitter that says, I'm never going to do that again? Or what is the mentality of, man, maybe I should not get married again? I'm not running a real good track record here. Something's consistent with my relationships. Um, you know, you don't want to give up on love. But after so many failed attempts of relationships or marriages, the the I've been educated in the last little bit of my life through podcasting and everything that the human heart is not a giver-upper in a lot of cases, especially mm. on the emotion of love and lust and puppy dog phase and that puppy love stage and all, mm. all of that. So maybe that's why people aren't afraid to go just ju- – the water's fine. Jump in. Yeah. That, I'm the, God, there's so many factors, Chad. It's hard to put it in a box and really define it in just this short conversation because there's so many factors. I have a buddy right now who's in the middle of his sixth divorce, number six. And um, he's already starting to date another woman and not having a good time with her and, you know, moving Has moving it taken forward. any time to work on himself? And, um, you know, it's it, you, you kind of ask the – you kind of start thinking, man, six times, like – man, something's got to be going wrong. You know, is, is this guy self-destructing and like sabotaging his own relationship because he gets to a point where he's bored and then he just can't leave it alone or, or what's he doing? Why does this keep failing? You know, so many times and you know, you know, each individual situation is obviously going to have circumstances that are unique to that situation. So it's hard to just generalize it and say, well, this is the reason why for everybody. Cause it's not, it's, it's, it's so unique with every situation. And, but when you when I ask you though, does the human heart oh, absolutely. long for that always? Like absolutely, how, is it the most important emotion in the world? Love, yeah. Is it the um, is it the biggest? Is it well, the the one we feel the most? Well, okay. So I don't. So I I wouldn't classify love necessarily as an emotion or a feeling, because I don't really think love is a feeling. Um, I think love is an act of your will. And that Give me an example of a feeling then. Pain? Um, well, uh, Sadness? You know, sad, happy. So love's you know, not, though. Because, well, no, because you can, f- love can make you sad. Love can make you happy. Love can make you angry. True. Love can make you all these different things. Love's not a feeling. Love is, a, love is an act of your will. It's actively engaging your will towards something. So if you think about your kid, you love your kid, right? Does, do you love your kid because she makes you feel love? No, because there's times when you want to beat the piss out of your kid because they're not doing what you want them to do, right? You're right. like, oh, I'm going to choke you, you little shit. And then five minutes later, you're like, oh, man, you're the greatest thing ever in my life, you know? Yeah. That's love. So, no, it's not a feeling. If it was a feeling, then it'd be, it'd be one feeling. It'd be one way. Um, it's not. It's love is an act of your will. And we, we actively engage that will with our kids every day where... You know, whether they do good or do bad, we choose to keep loving them. And at some point, if things are too bad, then we can maybe choose to not activate that will towards them anymore. And we can take that love away and we can say, like, I choose not to go through this anymore. Like, what if you're married to an alcoholic or you're married to a sex addict or, you know, you're married to someone who has these issues? Do you do you just say, oh, well, you know, I, I can't deal with this. I don't feel love anymore. So I'm just going to leave. 
well, what it is, is it's your will. And you can actively engage your will towards that person and stay in love with them and love them through it, love them despite of all that and continue to grow and build a relationship and try and help them get through that. Or you can decide that there's an end to your love and you can just withdraw your will and say, I just, I don't choose to love this person anymore. We choose what we love. You know, we choose, you, you love your kid, you love your dog, you may love a vehicle. How do you love a vehicle when a vehicle doesn't love you back? It's an active engagement of your will. You know, you will. But can the, you really love a vehicle the same? Because now you're putting you in the context of you, what, there's different levels of love. Oh, well, of course. Absolutely. Well, I know I get that, but there's different. Your body processes this wheel in different ways. Like you don't love your car. If your car's on fire and your kid's choking to death, you're going to take care of your well, kid. A- a- absolutely. What I'm saying, but my point is, is that love is an act of your will. And that you can choose to engage that towards anything you want. So that's why you, you see these people, you know, uh, I think you can see people that are really obsessed with weird things or people that think they love people that they don't even hardly know uh, or, you know, people that are obsessed with movie stars or they think they're in love with some person they've never met because love to them is they've engaged their will towards that person and they're feeling love, even though that other person has not returned any love to them. So my point is, is that in a relationship – um, you know, it, it's the work is, is actively keeping your will engaged towards someone, even when they're not making you feel the way you want to feel. So there's times when my wife, you know, makes me a little frustrated, you know, but I still actively engage my will to love her. Um, is there something that she could do that could cut that off? Um, probably, maybe, but I, I think she has enough respect for me that she would never do any of those things. And um, so that's why I think that too many people have this idea of they want to feel love or they want to have this feeling with this person. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those feelings, but those f- we can, we're strong enough to create those feelings based on the engagement of our will, right? So I, I think that's where people have lost they want everything handed to them. That's our society right now. They want everything handed to them. They want everything delivered to their little pod. They want the car to drive itself. They want all their food to come right to them. They want to just click a little button and have whatever they want instantly show up on their doorstep. They just want everything brought to them, self-gratification, instant gratification. And they don't understand the deeper principles that have guided our civilizations for thousands of years. You know, um, sometimes pain is gain, you know, sometimes we grow through hurt. Um, there's a lot of things to be said about those deeper principles. And I think we're getting away from them because everything right now is just too goddamn easy and everybody just wants it right now. And with that, I think we, that, that boils over into our relationships that boils over into our love lives. We want instant gratification. We want it right now. And we're not willing to put in the work or keep our will actively engaged because we all have love ADD. So the love ADD and the will of, you know, putting, using your will or putting it in motion, but then also the instant gratification mixed with, you know, that what we started this off with was social media and the being, being woke and being able to meet somebody without really having the ability or the, the talent or the balls to meet somebody organically we're almost breeding in a a human being that can 
dismember themselves or disengage themselves or disengage their wheel as fast as they cancel their Grubhub order to order something from Chili's to go and they get it quicker because Grubhub wasn't here. So they're like, wait a minute. The will to love doesn't need to be that strong. And I think that you see that in different generations or different sectors, I guess, that it's easy for them to turn it off because they've been they've been nurtured like this of like, what? It's not going to go my way right now? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't need you. I'll just push this button and order up another one. Easy come, easy go. Easy come, easy go. Yep. That's and weird, I, right? That's I, scary almost. Well, and I think that, Chad, that's, the, that's what we're breeding. We're creating, you know, I don't know if you ever saw that Luke Wilson movie. What is it called? Idiocracy. I haven't, or something like that. It's it's about the future and how dumb everybody I've becomes seen in old the future. With him. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. I think it's called Idiocracy. Is it worth watching? Um, yeah, but the principle of it's kind of really the movies hit or miss. Whatever. There's some good parts in it that are pretty funny, but the idea is is that we become idiots in the future. Everything is so easy and just so you know handed to us that we literally just become these idiots in the future. And I honestly believe. That that's where we're going. If we don't have a core group of guys that drag their kids out into the wilderness and go hunting and fishing, drag our kids out to the lake and make them surf, you know, that's what I do with my son. It's the, you're coming with dad to the lake this weekend. You're not going to look at your tablet. You're not going to look at your phone. You don't get to do anything but hang out with me around the campfire, get your ass up early in the morning, get in the freezing ass cold water and go surfing with me. That's what we're doing. And when... And, and, and that's, those are the real connections we need. You know, we need those strong human connections to doing things that are connected to nature, connected to God, instead of, oh, let's just sit around in our pod, in our little house, you know, which is our little pod, and just play on our computers all day and send orders out for Amazon and let everything come to our doorstep. And just, it's just bizarre what they're trying to create. Think about this, Chad. Would you ever sit in a self-driving car and let it drive you across the country? Not a chance. Me either. There's no freaking way I'm going to sit in a car and let it drive me. It's not going to happen. No way. They're out there But I promise you, these kids that are growing up in this generation playing video games and learning how to trust the system and trust the... They're going to do it in a heartbeat. They're going to do it in an absolute heartbeat. The thing that blows me away, do you remember when you were 16? Yeah, 100%. Could, could you just not even... Wait. You couldn't even Wait. contain yourself. You were like no. chomping at the bit to get your hands on that steering wheel and start driving, get your own freedom, get your own life yeah, and start going. I was tired going. of the learner's permit and I was Dude, ready for dad and mom to get out the car. My, th- I have three nephews right now that are over... Don't even have their license 16 yet. and they're... They could give a rip. They're just like, eh, you know, it's one of them is 20 some years old, have a car, don't have a car, don't care... Whatever, just kind of blow. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's nuts. Like, I just don't. It just doesn't. We were driving on dirt mind. roads when we were 12. Like that, we couldn't wait to get on Dad's lap and drive. Mm-hmm. When we were six and seven, and 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 now it's almost like, nah, I'm good. I, I played a video game last night, and it, even though it, it was like a perpetual driver, and I was, I'm good for the day. You know. Well, think about this. Now let's take it down to a, a biological level. Let's take it down to a chemical level of the body, the chemicals of the mind. Right when you start getting into dopamine and all these different things that are released in the body, so your body, your your body literally releases. There's hundreds and hundreds of different chemicals that your body releases in reactions to things. Right, so when your brain senses a certain thing or feels a certain way, it releases all these different chemicals. Some of the most common ones that we know of is 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 what uh, adrenaline, 
you know, dopamine. And then there's what the, the love one. What's the love one? I don't, I don't even remember. Viagra? But, <laughs> but your body... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not it. Uh, but that's that's where your your these chemicals are released in your body, right? Well, what they've done in these scientific studies is they've they've studied people's brains while they're while they're surfing through social media, while they're looking through their social media accounts, while they're checking their phones, while they're checking their text messages, while they're checking their Facebook, and they're watching their brain profiles, they're watching their brain scans, they're watching the chemical releases in their body. And they're finding that people are getting these dopamine releases and these chemical releases in their body from fucking with their phone. No way. Yeah. It's insane. So, so what, that's replacing human react interaction. Yes. So it used to be that, you know, if you lived out on the ranch and you were at the ranch all day farming away and whatever, you were super excited to get down to the Piggly Wiggly and the water meet hole. Sally Sue, you know, and, and just, just see her and, and, and just seeing her face, you know, all of a sudden your testosterone's rushing, you know, your heart's pounding yeah, a little because she looks daughter. so pretty and, you know, you want to go talk to her and it's just this exciting exchange and you talk to her and you see... You know, scientifically, it's proven that your eyes dilate a certain way when you're interested in somebody and you're picking up on that and she's picking up on you. You're releasing pheromones. There's these chemical exchanges and all of a sudden there's this attraction and this beautiful natural thing is happening, right? And you're getting this dopamine and it feels great, right? And that's life. That's how it's supposed to be. But now we have all these artificial things that are coming in and triggering these chemical releases that... Through what? Through you're looking at some picture of some woman you don't even know on your goddamn phone, and it's creating a chemical release in your body, and now all of a sudden you're getting fulfilled. It's literally like jacking off for your mind. <laughs> like these people are stimulating themselves. It's it's that's why to is me the, it's, is the right word for that masturbating. It, it is. It's masturbation of the mind. It's that's, it's, that's, it's like these. It's gross. It's gross. It's like watching a fat lady eat a, eat a McCheeseburger. You know, it's just yeah. it's it's grotesque. You know, just the self-indulgence and just like... The girl that eats the two cheeseburger then wipes her mouth off with the bag. With the bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and I, that's what we're seeing. And it's grotesque. You know, you see these people that can't even put their phone down for two minutes. If you're a 40-year-old person and you can't put your phone down because you have to keep checking everything and doing this and doing that, and you can't even have a freaking conversation or operate at a normal level because... Have you ever been to dinner with somebody and they're on their phone and they just start <gasps> and they're like showing all these emotions and these yeah. expressions that have nothing, like nothing to do to with do the them. six people that are around the table? Or them, really. They're just in a different, completely different world over there on their phone yeah. talking to somebody or doing something and you're like, why don't you just fucking leave? Yeah, why don't you get out of here? Why don't you just get up and walk somewhere else? Because <laughs> yeah. you might as well not even be here. Exactly. And um, so, I, yeah, there's. it's sad because I think these People live in this artificial world, and I think we're losing grasp of what's real and what's not real. So when you start thinking about what we started this with was the instant gratification, you're taking it a step further now. You're taking it from – it's even a step further from the Amazon. It goes from wanting likes on my picture – and now I'm somebody to now I can send a DM to somebody and tell them how I feel about them, but I've never earned that right to do it. Now that you're going to serve me because I can get on here and push this button and Amazon has made me feel like I'm their best customer in the world because I don't have to go out and kill my food. I don't have to learn how to cook it. I don't have to do shit. I don't even know how to, have to know how to turn an oven on or work a microwave anymore. 
You know, that's they, they, we've made. So now you're taking it a step further of we are teaching ourselves not to be able to communicate because we don't need communication. Yeah. And that is the scariest part of what what our generation, because we're the same age pretty much, our generation looks at it like, how are we not scared for the kids that we're raising and for our brothers and sisters raising our nephews that come to our houses, that swim in our pools, that run in our yards, that play with our dogs, that shoot our guns when we're out watching them? How are we supposed to think we have a chance when the whole world is going towards what you just explained. That's a crazy thought process, John Kerry, to think that we are masturbating with our minds over a human being that we don't even know to the point to where it's not the same as, oh, my dad had a stack of Playboys. No, my dad was talking at lunch with a bunch of people. He was at breakfast with the boys drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes this morning. He was on the job site. He was doing this. He took my mom out to dinner. They went and socialized here. They went dancing tonight. Yeah, they looked at some nudie magazines or they looked at magazines to get some kind of gratification that was external to them. But now you're saying to me, this is our brain is letting off all of this stuff saying, I don't need anything else. I don't need to learn how to talk to a girl. I don't even learn. How about this? How do you learn to treat a girl? How do you learn to treat them if you don't ever have somebody over your shoulder saying, that's not what you do. If you're just learning everything from what you're telling me through this mind F-U-C-K, that's what you're getting is mind fucked. How, how do we know how to treat somebody? How do we know manners? How do we know how to be a gentleman? How do we know how to treat ourselves? Ourselves, yes. We're losing all of our bearings. We're losing all of our anchor points. We're, we're, we're literally out in the unknown just doing whatever makes us feel good. It's like that old science experiment where, you know, the, the I don't know if you're ever heard about this much, whatever they were talking about, you know, if, if they had a, a button that you could push that, that created the same feeling as an orgasm, you know? Yeah. And would you just push the button until you killed yourself basically, you know, or if you, you know, had a monkey that could do that, you know, how would they keep hitting that button until they just basically made themselves retarded? You know, it, it is, that's where we're at with this level of stimulation that we're doing to ourselves. It's, it's the four Red Bulls a day. It's the it's the monster energy drink. It's the constant influx of TV. I can't even hardly watch these new movies because the stimulation is so intense that it, it, it's, it's like getting tapped in the forehead for two and a half hours. Yeah. Like the Transformer movies, I'm like, holy crap, can you just slow it down and just have like some actual acting, have some, you know, it's just stimulation, stimulation, stimulation. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming it's ridiculous it's to the point where it, it's there's no reality to it it's just so far-fetched that it's and that's why I, that's why i just feel like we're going with everything everything's just so far out there and just so much too much we're losing the reality of 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 and the the most important thing which is part of which has been part of life again for thousands of years of civilization civilization is balance you know, I, you, obviously we talked about it. You know, I have a huge martial arts background growing up, training, fighting for the U.S. team and all those different things. And, you know, one of the main things we always strived for was balance, whether it was a physical balance or whether it was a mental balance or a spiritual balance, finding that balance of life and then ultimately finding the balance between all three things, spirit, soul and body. Um, and we're losing that balance. And once you lose that balance, how do you ever find it? Or... If you're a kid and you've never found your balance, 
how do you ever how do you ever get your bearings? How do you ever get you know, I I I, I see these kids that start smoking weed when they're teenagers, right? And it changes the pace of their life. You know, it's a completely different thing if someone who has already established the pace of their life knows who they are, grown roots into the ground and become something and they want to smoke a little weed every now and then for recreation. That's one thing, right? But it's a completely different thing when somebody who hasn't even grown roots yet, who hasn't even done anything or established what they want in life, starts altering their body. And then all of a sudden they have no, they have no bearings. They have, they haven't even, how do, how do, how do they ever get normalcy in their life? And I think that's why we're seeing, you know, you can make all these arguments for social media and all these great advances and all this progression that we're making and, oh, we're progressing so much. We're moving so, oh, progression, you know, and all, you talk about all this progressive agendas and all these things, blah, blah, blah. Really, what are we progressing to? Because our suicide rates are higher than they've ever been. Depression is depression is Depression is an all-time high. Mental... The mental problems are through the charts. Why do you think we have such huge homeless problems, drug overdoses? People aren't happy. And then the basis of what this conversation started at kind of is the divorce rate continues to rise. It's not going the other way. So that just shows you that this this manipulation of the mind is affecting people in every aspect of their life because divorce rates should be able to stabilize. We should learn from our mistakes. And it continues to rise, continues to go up. And at the same time, the life expectancy continues to go up. So what what gives right now is that we are advancing in medical and research and science because we do have the ability to live longer right now if we can keep our wits. But here's the difference. It's hard to keep our wits now. If all of this continues, there's no way you keep your wits about you with these generations coming up. You just can't do it. There's Your mind is overloaded. There is a systematic overload, in my opinion, on a daily basis of people that think they need to be doing TikTok, social media, dating sites, Amazon, ordering offline, all of the grub, all of the food. Everything is like what we're talking about is at our fingertips. There's no stimulus in any of that. There's nothing that is natural or that is going to bring somebody down and grounded and be able to go, you know what? I'm missing the important things. I'm missing the important things. So our minds are going to get warped, in my opinion, as we, as these generations start to get older. I think, and my point in this, John, is that I think mental health and things like uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, I th- how, how, it, it's got to be possible to wear out the mind. It's got to be possible to wear out the mind yeah. through too much stimuli. Well, it, absolutely. And it's scientifically proven. Look at the people that do too much ecstasy. Sure. Well, this you, is like you, a drug. This is like a drug. This yeah. is like it. You already said your hormones and all this stuff's being uh, being released. I think this is going to warp our minds to the point to where you're going to see a rise in all of this. Well, that's why people that take too much ecstasy, because it's just stimulation, stimulation, stimulate, And then they overstimulate. That 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 gland and the and I forget what it is and that really that's releasing that chemical or whatever and they basically overstimulate it to the point that it can no longer create it and it takes years and years and years for that to actually be able to come back and so if you've seen anybody that's ever taken too much ecstasy they're they're basically retarded and I, I'm, I'm saying re- retarded in the actual sense of the word no, like I get they're it. they're their their brain is retarded they can't they can't think and function that the way that they were designed to because they have literally overstimulated and yeah i believe that there's absolutely a part of that 
it's, it's so hard for kids to just sit down and take in the natural, you know, now because of there's just so much artificial influence. And that's why there's all these studies now that are saying that kids shouldn't even be exposed to screens, anything with the screen, TV, uh, iPads, whatever, they should not be exposed to them until they're well over like eight years old. They're saying like, like six or eight years old. I can't remember what the study said, but I think it was like eight years old. They're saying that they shouldn't even have those screens. Literally, Chad, it's this bad. The other day I was driving down the highway and I see one of those car seats in the car that's flipped around the other way. And they, so that means that the kid's got to be not even two years old yet. Otherwise the f- car seat would be facing the other way, right? Right. And they literally had a little TV screen mounted up on the thing behind so that they could flip the car seat around and they could watch the TV. What in the hell does a one-year-old need to sit there and watch a screen for? They don't. I I, I watched a single dad take out a couple. I don't know if he was a single dad. He just happened to be a dad by himself. Maybe the wife was working or whatever. I don't know. We were at a restaurant. It was me me and my family. And I look over and this dad, and he's sitting there on his phone, and his two kids have their iPads, and they're both watching their own separate little cartoons. And they all had them up turned up too loud. So I could literally hear... Everything that all three of them were doing, they never said a word to each other the entire dinner. They just sat there and played with their devices. And I'm just sitting there going, what was the point of you coming out to a restaurant? What was the point of you even taking your kids out? It's just such a bizarre interaction. Okay, but now put that in, in, in people that you know that there was a time when we would go, like when I was really hustling locally, Oyster Bar, Louis. Prospectors Club, man, I, I I do this a lot because I have this business idea of this company called Converse, and I wanted to start all of these boutique restaurants that were no phones allowed. Like it was like a Derek Jeter party in Miami, but in a restaurant scene to where no phones were. Well, how are you going to get work? How are you going to get social media? I got to get con. No, I don't need it. Just put it down. You're going to come in here and you're going to talk. And if you don't have something to talk about, there's going to be topics up on the board for you to talk about of what's going on in our world and our community today. So you're going to find something to talk about. And all of our servers and waitresses and maitre d's and cooks and, and managers, everybody's going to be well-versed in conversation. We need to learn how to speak again. We need to learn how to converse again because we, none of us do it. I'm guilty about this sometime because I'm always like, oh my God, fear of missing out. If I don't get this deal done, what's he saying in this email? You can't even take 60 minutes anymore to sit down with your buddies and go over the old school shit like they did at the Golden Silver Diner in downtown Reno for years when, when I was coming up as a kid. My, I'd go with my dad. And all they would do is talk. All they would do is talk. If somebody bothered them, they'd get pissed off. Oh, they, the, the phone, you know, sometimes moms would have to call down there and ask them if they were still there. They'd get annoyed that somebody was calling the restaurant. Now it's nothing to just be fascinated with all uh, what's on our phone every single day to where there's grown men doing this at, on a, on a nonstop basis. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's powerful. Well, think, think it works. Think about how powerful it is. And this is my warning to everybody out there listening to this and to the, to the podcast world out there. It is so easy. It is going to be so easy and it is so easy for the government for big corporations, for whoever has control of this thing to start manipulating people. And the more we live in that little controlled pod of a world and allow these social media and these things to control the strings of our lives, the the less ability we have to live free. They're going to literally influence everything we do, Chad, because it's no longer going to be 
look, I go and haggle with this guy and make a decision, me and him looking each other in the eye, and we're, we're, we're negotiating a price back and forth, right? Um, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to work it out. We're going to, you know, there's, there's this interaction between a group of people that creates a trade and an embargo, uh, you know, all these f- things that have created our society and they're all going away and they're all happening automatically now through the click of a button. We, we're no longer going to get to go and talk to somebody and decide what our fate's going to be. It's going to be made up by a computer. The other day I bought tickets to a show that my wife and I were going to and Literally, the freaking computer wouldn't work right, and it wouldn't download the tickets to my phone. I couldn't get the tickets, and I'm and I, and I'm like two hours away from the show. I'm trying to call the phone numbers. Everything's automated. automated. You can't talk to anybody. So I'm going on the computer. It tells me you have to go on the computer and do the chat thing. So I'm on the computer doing the chat thing, and it keeps coming up with errors. It won't chat. They said chat is currently closed. I can't talk to a person. I can't interact with anybody. There's nobody to nobody. It, uh, my company's got it. My company got its Google listing stole. Somebody claimed our Google listing. Like, and so literally, if you searched my company, it came up with some other thing, and it took us almost six months to get that back. Six Be- months. To, because I, we couldn't talk to anybody. You can't, talk no, to they, you they, can't they, just call somebody and say, "Hey, this is the problem. All right, let's fix it." It's you're interacting with computers. You have to submit this and do that. And it's, it's insanity. And, but that's the world we're going to. And there's no longer And you know what be... else? Real quick, keep that thought. Mm-hmm. It happened to me this week with medical records. There's this, this thing called my chart. So they're like, mm-hmm. go on here and you can get this. My mom's a nurse practitioner. So I'm like, I want to make, you know, let her have the ability to read these labs and stuff. Because I'm really anal about my heart, right? With pops dying at a young age mm-hmm. and all shit. Dude, for two days, it gave me the same red letters. Uh, this session has out has timed out the password or, or your personal identity cannot be found. Call the call the number. Call the number. Hold on hold on hold on hold. Get through. They say go to the website and you have to. I goes. You talk about wanting to lose your mind. You're like, what do you mean? This is. I was told by the doctor and the nurse in the doctor's office that I was signed up. I had my password. Everything was set to go. I did it two times in front of them, and they said there must be something going on with the system. Go home and try it on a computer instead of your phone. Got here, same shit. To this day, seventy-two hours later, we have not we have not been able to get my medical records off of this deal. And I'm sitting here going, this is this could be a matter of of, of an issue, right? Like yeah. there could be something wrong with me that somebody needs. I don't want to have to stress over tests that I paid good money to get done. And you're telling me that you won't release them the traditional way. I got to go on to this, my chart deal or wait six weeks to see my doctor to get them. And I'm like, yeah, what, what gives, well, what freaking gives? It was nonstop. No. When they said this, we're advanced. This is so easy. No. What's advanced is being able to, to get somebody to call you and explain it to you like a man or a woman should. But yeah. there's none of that anymore. Everything is automated. It's crazy. Yeah, everything automated. Look at Teladoc and everything that's going on. I mean, it's just, but that's the world we're going to. And quite honestly, I think there's going to be a revolution and not not a revolution of... You're, we're going to go back to rotary phones and regular TV? No, but I think we're going to, I think we're going to, there's going to be a whole sector of people in the United States that are just going to choose the simple life and they're going to start saying no, 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 no. So where, how do we find out where these sections are so we can build a blockbuster? Yeah, grocery right. store. <laughs> it's going to happen. But people are going to eventually start turning back away from the technology. There's going to be sectors of people that are just going to choose not to be part of it anymore. And Are um, you going to be one of them? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so let me ask I, you I, this. Like, I build custom homes. Do you have that? Do you like your Traeger? 
on the Wi-Fi system, or do you like to open it and flip the meat and all that? Yeah, I like to. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's do, what are I you do. on Wi-Fi? No, I've never once, dude. Please don't tell anybody to trigger this because I love the idea that people love that. Some art. people love it, and the techie people enjoy it. I, have fun. I'm with on it. the app. I'm on the app doing recipes, and I don't have the app. I've never once went on Wi-Fi. I'm out there. <laughs> Turning it, messing with temperatures, checking the temperature, the in, internal temperature of the meat. I, I want to touch the meat. I refuse I to do look it. at it. I, I want to flip it. I want to see it. I refuse to do it. Me too. I refuse to do it. 100%. Jim Ray, he's like, got his readers on. He's like looking up at his phone going, oh, shit, my pellet thing's empty. I'm like, yeah, you should have checked it when you're out there, bro. When you freaking, when you put the <laughs> yeah. meat on the grill, you should have checked it maybe. So I build custom homes and I build some pretty badass homes, some amazing homes. Yeah, you do. And um, people get ask about automation all the time, you know? So I get these people that, you know, hey, should I automate my home? You know, we're building this big custom home. Should I, should I automate it? And I said, well, you know, what kind of person are you? Are you a super techie person? Do you spend a lot of time on social media? Do you spend a lot of time on your phone? Do you want to go hit a button to turn your light on? Or do you want to spend three hours programming your whole house so that you can just hit a button and make the whole thing shut off or turn on or dance the lights or do whatever, you know? Does that kind of stuff stimulate you? Well, no, but I, well, then don't do it. Well, yeah, but I mean, isn't it the right thing to do? Shouldn't I automate my house? And I had this argument with a guy and I said, I said, listen, from everything, the conversation we're having, you're not a techie guy. You're, you're more of a hands-on type guy. So you're not a techie guy. Yeah, but I think I should really do this for the house because it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a $3 million house. It really should have all this. So he spent. Yeah, man, we spent almost a hundred grand on a package automating this house. And two months into it, he called me like so pissed. <laughs> I can't turn off a goddamn light. I can't figure out. A, I can't get these lights to shut off. I can't get these ones to turn on. I don't know which freaking button to push. I can't. I've had the guy out here like six times trying to program this freaking thing. It must be broken. I'm like, no, it's not broken. That's how that's how smart homes work. <laughs> You know, if you're not a techie person, it's just going it, to look, I just want to go hit a light switch. I know. Like, I don't need to pick up my phone and to program my lights so that I can turn off my light downstairs without walking down there. Like, I, I'd prefer to get up and walk down there and just go turn it off. Like, I don't need to lock or unlock my front door from my backyard. Like, I, you, you know, I, I guess there, it works for some people and that's great if they're techie people, but I, I'll just, I'll just go flip a light switch on or off if I need to. Um, let me ask you though, that on external lights, cause there's some of these new external light packages that are automated from your phone that when it's Christmas, you can change some of them to red and green. And when it's Easter, you can do a little of this. And when it's Valentine's day, do a little red and white hey. like those, that looks pretty cool. So my point is though, is that that would now think about this. That would take before technology or the advancement of what we're talking about, progressivism, You'd have to go out there and unscroll the light bulbs, put a red one here and a white one here. And then you have to go flip the switch, you have to run extension cords. There is some benefits out of this. Yeah. But Pat Ledoux and Brad Ledoux, your, our mutual friends that build the pools, they put in this light system and they introduced me to this, this these remotes that do these lights in the pool, the LEDs. And then it's the same company that does all the bar lights. So I got some on the trees and I got some underneath. I got neons and I got all the, the bottles lit up in the bar. Shit. Dude, I can't get it right to save my life. I wish I had a hundred light switches across there to where I could just go over there and go, dick, 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 because <laughs> you, you end up being like, 
Dude, you hit one button that you're supposed to and the top one goes off and the bottom one goes off. No, they're supposed to go on at the same time and this one's supposed to be yellow and this one's supposed to be red. No, it doesn't work that way. So you hit this one off to start it over and it starts the whole thing over. So I'm sitting there just, you used the R word earlier. I feel like that, you know, I'm sitting there going, dude, what in the frick am I doing? I don't even need these lights. It just looks cool for gratification for a minute. It doesn't make the water feel any better. It doesn't make the drinks taste any better. But I'm sitting there fighting in my mind, my type A personality. So, I'm like, I am not going to lose this light battle, dude. Yeah, so you spend an hour. An hour, wasting my time. Messing with that when you could have been. Having fun with my friends. Having fun with your friends. And I'm stressing them out, too, because I'm calling Pat going, dude, what, what's up with these lights? Brad, what's their, what's, and they're, they're getting stressed like, bro, So I make pools. I, I bought this Sonos speaker system for my house. So I have Sonos speakers all throughout my house so that I can, you know, go on my smartphone, go to, you know, Spotify and play whatever music yeah. I want. And I can pick which rooms I want it to play in and blah, blah, blah. And it's connected to my TVs and the whole thing. And it's all great when it works. But it works about 70% of the time. 60. And the other 30 to 40% of the time, I'm so pissed off, I want to throw my throw phone through the window. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? The, the biggest thing right now I can't figure out, and it's, making me, and it's been this way for months and I can't fix it, I can't turn the TV up and down on my remote for my for the, the volume for my TV because the TV runs through the Sonos system. Yeah. I can't turn it up. I have to do it from my phone. So just my remote, I either have to ask Dominic to get up and go hit the button on the side of it or I have to do it from my phone. I can't just use the remote that I change the channel That's with nuts. and everything else to just turn the volume down. It's nuts. Because something in the computer somewhere that I can't figure out how to fix. I'm like, what are we progressing you to? You had one part of that right, like what our dads did. We were their remote controls. Hey, yeah. go turn that off. <laughs> yeah. Go get me, you know, go turn it down. Go turn the heater down, the thermostat. So this is my question to everybody. If we're progressing... What are we progressing towards? To be dumber. I, They're I, dumbing us down. I, they are. Absolutely. They're dumbing us down. I promise you, if you take somebody, one of our forefathers, one of our founding forefathers, they, oh, yeah. and you you put them in this room, they would talk circles around us. Around Spiritually, us. their philosophies, 100%. everything. 100%. They would run circles around us. That's why I, th there's a Their song. brains are so sharp and so... Just read what they wrote. Not even that far back. I'm yeah, talking, I'm, yeah, you go back. I'm talking FDR, 60 years. Yeah, like 60, 70, 100 years. The early 1910s before the Great Depression hit. People had to talk. That's yeah. all we could do. I mean, when Ford was inventing cars, he went out and sold cars and said, this is, you know, they talked. They they did. I'm just saying, like, we are being dumbed down to the point now with what's going on currently that we don't have to get in with what's, go, you know, with the pandemic and the current stages of what's going on. I'm sitting here looking at it like, because of all this dumbing down, I don't trust anything that's going on with this, with all of this talk now. None of it. I don't no. trust any of it. You know, none of it. And Today, they listen to this. I want to. I want to read you a text, and I want you to. I want you to respond to this. This text came to me from a mother, uh, a friend that you know. That she's a mother of two. They're twins. They both turned fourteen yesterday. Okay. This came today, a day after their birthday. Let me read this to you. Um, here it is. I just received an email from the principal at the boys school. Get this. Someone in one of, and I'm not going to say the son's names, classes tested positive for COVID. So now I'm not going to say the name again, has to quarantine till May 28th. Okay. Remember 
There's only a month left in the school year, okay? Till May 28th. Distance learning the entire time. But his twin brother, twin brother, they both turned 14 yesterday, same school in the same household is good to keep going to school. What a joke. Ha, sorry, just venting about this. So they're making this kid quarantine because he could have been infected with, with the pandemic, with the COVID virus. Go home. You're at home for at least 10 days because you're a kid in your class. But now this kid that could be infected that has to sit at home is going to go and he's going to be with his brother every night at dinner table, watching TV, whatever they're doing, brushing their teeth, whatever. But this kid's allowed to keep going. It just shows you like there, there's no thought going into any of these decisions. It's no. just dumbing us down. They already think that we're dumb enough to believe the hype like Chuck D talk, talked about, the bullshit. That is absolutely nonsense that this kid has to miss the most important month of school in a kid's life is yearbook, you know, saying bye to your friends, freaking being fired up for the summer. And he's going to have to go home and sit there because they said somebody in his class tested positive with no proof of it. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Un it's nuts. We're we're being dumbed down, John. Oh, We're being dumbed down. 100%. I don't know how it evolved to this, how it went from love triangle to being dumb. I guess when you're, <laughs> I guess love is, can make you dumb. But it's crazy to me that people, that our kids are experiencing this. We're experiencing yeah. this. My daughter, if, if, uh, if you're third grader below, you have to wear a mask. If you're third grader up to sixth grade, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Well, I think I, th I think the reason why we got here is because it's all connected, and 100 connected. It, it, it's it's all connected, and because of the world we live in, and because of the choices we've made as a society, you know, it's 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 affecting us in a certain way, and it's affecting our our intellectual capacity. It's in fact it's it's affecting our intellectual capacity. It's it's affecting our capacity for love. It's it's affecting our capacity to be humans. Um, to express the full range of emotions that a human should. It's, it's giving us a false reality um, where people literally live in a false reality. And it's okay. They create their own little bubble, their own little world, and, and whatever they, even though it has no real connection to anything real, it's real to them, so therefore it's real. And how dare you say it's not real? How dare you? Yeah, you can't you can't tell them it's not real because to them it's real and it's 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 sad. And my question to everybody is, where are we progressing to? If we're progressively moving forward, is it just is it just us progressing forward just because we have to, or do we have a plan? What does it look like? Why are we going there? It's like America's the greatest country in the world. By far. Why do why are some people so obsessed with fundamentally changing every aspect of it? Why do they want to completely change the US? Why do they want to rebuild? Why do they want to tear down the past? Why do they want to get rid of everything in the past? And you mean Aunt Jemima and the Confederate flag and Dixie and, and Mr. Potato Head? Everything. Everything's going away. They want to destroy the history. And you do you know there's a country band named Lady Annabellum? Yeah. And they just changed their name to Lady A. Yep. The Dixie Chicks turned their names to the Chicks. This is nuts if you think about it. They yeah. are derooting civilization. Yeah. Derooting it. They derooting it. Some of the nicest black people I've ever met in my life are in the southern United States where Dixie's from. They're the best people in the world. They're they they're they're with us, they hunt with us, we cook with them all the time. They love life. They it's never one time 
before this cancel culture, not one time in my 20 years of going to the southern United States, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, not one time have we had an issue. Not one time have we, they went, we need to get rid of that. We need to do that. Nothing. Not, not one time was it mentioned. But the owner of BLM, the founder, just, just moved into what, a $40 million home or a $4.5 million home? Look it up. Like yeah. ungodly amounts of money. I don't want to go into racism and all and races, ra- different races and all that. But the point is, is that we are canceling out everything that this fabric of our country was built on. And if it's the greatest country in the world, why would you want to erase all of that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like technology, progression, it's all great as long as it's going somewhere great. Like it doesn't – if it's not broke, don't fix it. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what are we progressing to? I've, What's I've, the point? I've, what is the point? If if it doesn't fundamentally make everything better um, – and you can argue that phones have made some things better, but I can make the argument that phones have made a lot – a lot of things worse. Oh, heck yeah. These smartphones have completely it's ruined it's childhood. It's not about balance. It's taken over. There's no balance. Absolutely. There's like, no balance. It's completely ruined childhood. Childhood's ruined in some... You can't... You're not going to be able to go to a baseball park and order a box of Cracker Jacks because that's ra- that's sexist. Gosh. They could be a female... They could be a female Cracker. They could be a female Cracker. Yeah. And so box. F- it's, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. We're teaching people that if it's... if that Just cancel it. Just walk away from it. Just leave it there. Just you're not in love. Just just bounce away from it. You'll find something else. It's it, everything can be changed to something else. There's no heritage anymore. There's no history behind. There's it. no intestinal fortitude. No there's fortitude. No, there's at no stick to itiveness. There's no grind. There's no grit. There's no fighting Nothing. it out. There's just you know they just want what comes easy and they want to feel good about everything they do. And if anything makes them feel bad, then it's bad. And they've already produced studies, multiple studies about the, about human happiness and. And that sometimes the biggest changes that are made in people's lives aren't made because of positive things. They're made because of negative things. Yeah. Like, I never Turmoil. want to feel that way again. How many times have you changed something in your life because I never want to feel that way again? Yeah. It's a good thing. You're supposed to feel like an asshole when you did that. Yeah. That's because it'll life. keep you from never doing it again. Hopefully. You're supposed to feel stupid. Yeah. You're supposed to feel ridiculous. You're supposed to feel out of place. It keeps you from doing it again. That, those are the positive pressures that's of good, society. That's a, that's a good conversation to have next time well, is, is well, think the, about, the ability. No, go You can talk, but the ability to, the ability to accept on both sides of the table of what you're saying. You're supposed to feel like an asshole when you mess up. You should be able to say you're sorry. Unless you continuously do it again, because the the definition of insane is, you know, knowing that you're doing wrong and continuously doing that or something in that aspect. But people that hold... Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Exactly. People that hold grudges, grudges are weird to me. Think about that. Think about the word grudge and what that does and the anxiety and the sadness and the anger and the fear, all of the things that a grudge holds when it could be fixed... Like that. It could be fixed so fast. And that's the thing is that we are getting to the point to where we are going to not have the ability to fix anything because it's so easy just to cancel it and walk away from it just because you're seeing it on a daily basis all over the world that you can't even you, you, it's, it start, it starts in obviously in the, in the, in the home, in the, the, you know, the mom and the dad and the, in the kids and the siblings and all that. But 
there's too much outreach out there for them to get involved in. You can't all be controlled anymore. As mm-hmm. much as, as bad as you want to parent the best that you can, there's going to be influence somewhere. And that influence in today's society in America is one of cancellation, walking away, you can participate and still be a champion. It's all the wrong messaging and the exact opposite of what we were taught. There's no grid anymore. Grit's one of the most important words in the English diction, but nobody has grit anymore. Nobody knows mm-hmm. what grit is. Nobody understands what grit means. And it's all about the, the, the simplicity of walking away and saying, oh God, I don't need, I can hold a grudge. I don't need to make up for that. I don't need to say I'm sorry for that. Because yeah. on, online, on social media, I'm somebody. I'm somebody. Everybody is too popular and too advanced to, to come down and, 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 and bottom out and go, you know what? I effed up. I, and I, I'm going to end it by saying this. I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. No, he doesn't make me laugh. I know he makes you laugh. Sometimes. I know Sometimes. you go and watch his stand-up and all that. He's, he is a worker, and I got nothing but mad respect for the man. But I did take the, at the time to watch his documentary. Have you watched it? No. It's called Don't F This Up. Okay. Watch it. I sat there going, holy shit, he let them show that. He very easily could have told him, don't show that. That just happened on that private jet. Do not show that. He let him show it. And I was like, that's the message I was getting out of this is that that's grit. He wanted the people to sh- see. I'm trying to be a tycoon. I'm trying to build an empire. But I still F up all the time. I, he, he, it shows the whole affair on his wife. How he got caught, who he got caught with, where he was when he got caught. And he let him keep it all in there. He, and that shit lives forever on Netflix. Yeah. And my point is, is that I watched that that documentary, John, I'm like, wow, that's freaking grit. And how old is that man? He's our age. And I'm like, that is badass that that guy is letting his story come out because everybody in the world assumes you watch Kevin Hart on Instagram, him and The Rock are best buddies, and they don't have one problem in the world. Yeah. And that dude is full of problems from his childhood to now. And it just blows my mind that that we are, he could have easily, this is where I was going when I brought the documentary, he could have easily canceled it. Nope, take that out. Take that out of there. Nobody it doesn't make me feel good. No, it doesn't make me feel good or look good. It might piss Chase off because they're a credit card company that, that pays me millions of dollars. I'm with Nike. I'm, a, I'm the first comedian to ever sign an endorsement deal with Nike. Why in the hell would Nike want a comedian? Because I speak to the youth. I want to build fitness into all this shit. Great message. But he kept it in there. And that's where I'm going with it is he could have canceled it. Hmm. Most people would cancel that because they're afraid of that part of their life that I screwed up. I can apologize. Everybody, no, it, you know what it comes down to, John, is that nobody understands human emotion and how to, how to reflect, how to deflect, how to talk, how to talk it out, how to apologize, how to get d- down on your knees and say you're sorry, how to win somebody back. N- none of that is learned anymore because yeah. it's too easy to walk away and say, shit, if you ain't giving it to me right now, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Well, and this is Does what, that make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's absolutely easy to cancel. Don't put that in my documentary. I don't care that you saw it. Yeah. I don't care that you filmed it. You're not putting it in my documentary. Don't I don't put, I'm not giving you the licensing rights to it. Don't put that in my life. I don't care if it's real. I don't, don't want to no, see it. I don't want to do it. It doesn't make me feel it. good. Go watch it on Netflix you know? and you're gonna be like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the most ignorant I've ever seen somebody act towards a friend. Well, and I've done it. And you know what it makes me think about is I've done it. I've been there. I've been that guy. And, it, and I was sitting there going, good for him, man. It made me respect him a lot more because he could have easily taken that shit out. Yeah. Canceled yeah. it. Well, if we get to do this again, Chad, I'd like to talk about culture and creating a culture. Because for me as a company, as, as, as an owner of a, of a big, successful business, um, culture is huge. 
and creating a work environment and a culture. And if you create a culture where people can thrive and grow and develop and be the best version of themselves in that work environment, then you're going to create a good company. And every CEO of a successful company will tell you they have a certain company culture. And when that company culture goes bad, that company can tank quickly. And so I'd kind of like to talk about that because I think that's what a lot about what we were talking about today. We are creating a certain culture in the United States and it's, it's, it's not as good as the one that we're creating in this room right now. We're having some, we're having some ill effects from the culture we're creating in the United States. So how do we create, how do we create a counterculture of strength, of dignity, of respect, of old time values? How do we create that culture and how do we keep that culture moving and growing and getting, and getting our children involved? Are you trying to tell me in so many words that we're going to buy a hundred acres and you're going to be the new David Koresh? (laughs) (laughs) I have no interest in living on a commune with you, Chad. (laughs) No, I agree a hundred percent. Culture is everything. And it's, it's, it's evident in the companies that thrive. It's evident in the the, the administration that just left us of the culture that I believed in. And now I look at it of the culture that's being, that, that was replaced with is completely along the lines of what you're saying is going on in society and in our communities around the country. And I'm sitting here going, how do you, how do we count this? I did a 75 minute podcast today with somebody in Washington, DC on Capitol Hill. I don't want to talk about it now because it's not released yet, but it's a hundred percent about what are we going to do to counteract what's going on? How are we going to come together as brothers and sisters? Or are we just going to be the silent majority or whoever you are? It doesn't matter politics and just sit back and go, oh, it'll get better. It's not getting better. We're not progressing no. in the right direction. And it goes no. down everything from, from what we talked about today all the way down to our pets, dude. Because animals and, and, and things that are going on with, with um, science – scientific voting and scientific research in, 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 a against or versus emotional research or voting with your heart and voting with emotion, we're in trouble. There's a lot of bills that are coming down that are all emotional based. Oh, yeah. You cannot, you cannot take care of animals with emotion. You shouldn't kill bears. Really? Tell me why. Because they're so cuddly. Oh, really? Go run into one up in Montana and tell me how cuddly they are. And then they're going to tell me that, and I know that I'm going off here, but you can't judge that or vote on that based on emotion. And that's what you talked about. Because you have to, you have to actually have some physical knowledge of it. It ain't happening. It ain't happening today. You know, it ain't no, happening. it's not at all. It ain't happening. People that shouldn't be making the decisions are making the decisions. Making the decisions. The people that shouldn't be running things are running things. It's the people passive. that have five armed guards out with them at all time are telling me that I can't have a gun in my house. Yeah. And Chad, I, I, I probably get in trouble for saying this on your podcast, but uh-huh. I, I think our country right now is being run by a bunch of passive aggressive pussies. And we need, we need the real men to come back and run this country. And the real women. I'm not just saying a man is like just yeah, the male people. version, but real people. Not puppets. People with grit. I don't need a puppet. People with grit. People with, with, with strength to yes. come back and run this thing. Yes. And not just Didn't do we just it. have that? <laughs> Didn't we just have that? I swear we just had that. But nobody liked it because it hurt their feelings. Oh, no, I hurt their feelings. I was a pig. I was a billionaire pig. No, no, I get it, man. It's like I want to be cognitive. I want to be conscious i keep messing those two words up today but i do respect other people's stances and their beliefs i do yeah i do understand that you could 
isolate somebody by being or thinking a certain way. But damn, man, it's there, the, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding is like, you, you're never going to persuade me that we are being ran the right way right now. There's nothing mm -hmm. that has happened over the last 120 days that shows me that we are on the right track. Not economically, not fine. I mean, we could talk about your business. We could oh, talk about it's gasoline. Mine. It's completely it's, it's turned gone. my world it's upside down. It's turned everybody upside down. What are we going to do? Go buy Bitcoin tonight and just like, oh, I'm going to watch the Bitcoin price. Like, what are we breeding here? What are we really doing here? We can't build a house with a piece of plywood that costs under 70 bucks. Are you serious? We can't. You're First of all, you're going to put us out of work for a year based on the scientific evidence of the pandemic, which is fine and proven, I guess. I guess. And now <laughs> you're saying now that we're coming out of it, now we still can't make a living because we can't afford raw materials and nobody's. And then we have mutual friends that, that can't even have a day off and they've owned businesses for 20 years, successful as the day is long. They're working seven days a week, 10, 12, 15 hours a day because they can't hire employees. 31 applications came into one of our mutual friends' businesses, 31 interviews set up. Not one of them showed up. It happens to me all the time. Because the I, government has said, all you got to do is show effort. I, Just show effort that you're trying to get hired. I get, I get 10 applications, two people show up. It's crazy. Get playing the game. Cancel it. Cancel my application, please. Cancel it. Cancel it. That's all that we. That's it's easy to say that. This has been another episode of this life ain't for everybody. We'll be back soon with part four with John Kerry. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed that. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for making today's conversation a little bit easier to talk about. Thank you for supporting us. Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Thank you all so much for the subscriptions and downloads. Please remember to check out our sister podcast, The Foul Life and Where the Pavement Ends, all brought to you by the one and only Jack Daniels. Brand new episodes of Benelli's The Foul Life premiering July 2nd, 2021, exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. And check out all of our new dry rubs and our upcoming cookbook, The Provider Cookbook at theproviderlife.com thank y'all so much tom jake hit that button thinking about a good song to go out with today let's go out with the world by brent cobb thank y'all very much <laughs>